Welcome in to DTC LP and FP here talking everything NFL free agency, everything that's been happening over the past 24 to 48 hours. Uh, social distancing has, has been a thing. FP, your dream has come true. Tell us about what you've been doing the past few days. Oh, I, I love it. Social distancing is exactly what I was looking for in my life. Nobody bothers me. Nobody wants to hang out. Nobody makes plans. Just work from home, walk the dogs, read, watch TV, do whatever I want, and then in peace. Nobody thinks I'm introverted or antisocial. It's just the norm now, and I, I kind of like it. It's nice, except for the no sports. That's the no only sports is, is an absolute killer. We haven't had a sport sporting event since last Thursday when the NBA decided to cancel the games with Rudy Gobert testing positive right before the game. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. assuming you saw the video of him touching all the mics. Yeah, what a game. I right mean, before. at the time, I get the joke, and he did all he could do. He apologized, blah, blah, blah. But, God, no sports sucks. It's so bad it got us, you and I, to actually record a podcast. That's how bad this no sports has been. This isn't a Joe and Steve show. This is an FP and LP show, and that does not happen anymore. Yeah, the problem is I don't know what we're going to talk about because there there has been literally no sports. I mean, soccer is going on, canceled. Uh, basketball no March canceled. Spring training canceled. March Madness canceled. Everything. Is, like is, Formula One racing is canceled. They're in there. The sport is built around social distancing. You're in your own car. Yeah, it's canceled. <laughs> the only thing that's not canceled is the WWE. They they decided they're going to go without any fans, and it's kind of you know, literally I was sitting here on the couch on Friday and I was like. What is there to watch? I am done watching the news. I don't care anymore. Like it, it, the news is just it's it's bad news. It's never good. So I turned on WWE. It's it's odd that there's absolutely nobody there yet. These four sweaty men are all over each other. Hey, Gronk is gonna <laughs> host WrestleMania, so you know mix and world. Signed there. a contract to to do <laughs> WWE, but it doesn't matter. The NFL at least has given us something to read about over the past uh, since Sunday. And the legal tampering period has opened. There's been a lot of news. I mean, in the NFL free agency, it is what it is, but it's actually very exciting. Like, it's like seeing Tom Brady say goodbye to New England was obviously the biggest headline of the week. I didn't think that would actually happen. I thought if it was, if it did happen, he'd go to San Diego or he'd go to L.A., the, the Chargers. But to go to a team that has... I think a franchise winning record of like three, like point three hundred percent, whatever it is. Is it, I mean, is it confirmed he's going to Tampa Bay? It is confirmed. Or, the way that I think the NFL is doing it is that people are agreeing to free to free agent contracts, all pending a physical. So there's two options to get a physical. You can wait until all this crap is over and go to the team get your physical, or you can make an agreement with the team to go to an independent doctor, I guess, to to get your physical through that doctor. So, for all intents and purposes, Tom Brady's going to to Tampa Bay, and he's going to have an amazing. I mean, Godwin and Evans is a, crazy. a wide receiver core. Maybe since what Randy Moss and Wes Walker, yeah. clearly hands down the best receiving core he's probably ever played with. Absolutely. Uh, and and a coach, a progressive coach in um, Arians, Bruce right? Arians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I I actually think that Tampa is going to be a pretty solid team this year. I mean, I'm right. not going to pick them to, to win the Super Bowl, 
but I'll pick them to go to the playoffs. I'll pick them to win a playoff game or two, maybe me, even make it an NFC championship game. Let me ask you this question. Who does better missing their, their other half? Does Bill Belichick have a better record minus Tom Brady, or does Tom Brady have a better record minus Bill Belichick? I think the the Bucks are a, a much better team on paper today, March 18th. I think the Bucks are a better team. Um, their offense has always been good. I mean, Jameis Winston had like 50 touchdowns last year. Yeah, he also, but, had, also 50. Yeah. Right. So you put Tom Brady in there. Say he has, you know, 40 and 10. Right. Tom Brady numbers. They're going to be a much better team. But it's also NFC South versus AFC East. AFC East is still. Semi-easy, I guess maybe the Bills would be the favorites at this point, but you now have, uh, we're going to get a billion NFCs, uh, NFC South primetime games with uh, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, or Drew Brees and Tom Brady, or whoever the F the Panthers get and Tom Brady, and it's just going to be like primetime overload of Tom Brady in in a, a red and black jersey or whatever. It's, it's going to look weird. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see if Bill Belichick was the mastermind or if it really was Tom Brady being the goat. And I personally, I have a man crush on Tom Brady, so I think he's gonna kind of surprise everybody and show that he is the reason the Patriots were so successful. And it's not necessarily the mastermind of Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick's probably one of the best coaches in the NFL ever in history of the NFL. But Bruce Arians is no slum either. Bruce Arians is a, is a pretty good coach. Um, I, I think that he'll gel really well with Tom Brady, and I don't think they're going to have any of the issues. I think Tom Brady is going to br- bring a winning culture to the Bucks organization as a whole. I don't know, man. I, I, I was never a Tom Brady lover like you are, but now that he's out of New England, I got to root for him. I'm going to root for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, you, you also have to think, I think the – the career stats of a Bruce Arians and what he's done with Kurt Warner, what he's done with Carson Palmer, what he's done with whoever he didn't have Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer. So I was thinking of what he did with these players. He, he has proven to be a coach that can almost handle the, the atmosphere or the aura that Tom Brady brings to a team. He won't, he won't be drowned in, in the media circus of it. I think he can handle it. Um, it, it'll definitely be a fun season to watch if the season happens. Season actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we look at all the teams in the NFC East, you have Teddy Bridgewater going to Carolina, you have Matt Ryan leading the Falcons, and you have Drew Brees resigning with the Saints. On paper, you got to put Tampa Bay up there. I mean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater to be determined, right? Like, can he come back? And even when even when he was at his prime. I mean, he's not going to compete with the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees's and the Matt Ryan's. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, I don't know what the heck happened to them last year. They just they completely fell apart. Um, they got a little bit of the Redskins injury bug. They they did, but you also had Calvin Ridley. You still had Julio Jones. You still had a pretty strong running game. Yeah, you had Dan but you Quinn also as your you also had the the defense. No, the defense was almost as bad as the Redskins' defense. They they couldn't stop anything. But you you didn't you surely didn't have uh, Greg Minuski coaching that defense so it's true and we don't have him anymore thank the Lord Atlanta has picked up in free agency they picked up Dante Fowler pretty good pickup they picked yeah. up John Wetzel a guard and they picked up Jordan Phillips a defensive tackle from Buffalo bunch, bunch of no so, names well 
Jordan Phillips is getting paid 30 million over three years. Dante Fowler is a pretty good, a pretty hefty name. Three years, 45 million, and then a guard, um, just under a million, one-year deal. So probably a prove-it deal, 29-year-old guard. And then you have the Saints. Uh, what have they done? They re-signed Drew Brees. I think that's it, right? Do they have anything else going what on for them? What else did they have to do? <laughs> it's all the Saints and you. Peyton and Drew Brees is all you need to succeed. Um, I mean, they still have Kamara. They still have Taysom Hill. They still have uh, Thomas. I mean, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Drew Brees was their only missing key. Yeah, the, the point is, though, I mean, would you be surprised if the Bucks win the division? Absolutely. Absolutely. They signed Malcolm Jenkins. That must have just happened. Because he was available earlier today. So they signed him for four years, $32 million, the safety from Philly. Right. Eh. So their defense was already pretty good. Adding in Malcolm Jenkins makes them a little bit better. You know whose defense is going to be better? The Washington well, Redskins. When you're when you're 32, there's only <laughs> one way to go. So let's let's the kind of Washington pivot over to Washington. Redskins. Washington actually made a few moves, uh, bringing back a good old friend Kendall Fuller. He was super excited to come back, and maybe his buddy's going to come back too. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh. Bringing a guard um, from Atlanta, uh, West. I have Schweitzer. no idea how to say his last name. Sean Davis, the free safety from Pittsburgh. He actually had a good start to his career, was uh, injured after week one of last year. So if he wasn't injured, he was prospected to be a pretty top-name free agent. Um, Bringing in an outside linebacker, Kevin Pierre-Lewis from Chicago, on a one-year, $3 million deal. J.D. McKissick was a new signing earlier today. Nate Orchard bringing him back. And then Thomas Davis, the 37-year-old linebacker from uh, from, – uh, I mean, Carolina I think with ties to uh, ties to Carolina. So um, social distancing, FP, social distancing. Everyone's working from home. Dogs are part of the family here at, at DTC. So personally, uh, Thomas Davis is going to bring that leadership quality to the defense. Uh, he can still ball. He had more tackles than anybody on the Redskins last year, so well, I mean, him the, being 37 years old isn't much of a, an issue to me. Right? We saw London key. Fletcher do it later on in his career. Right. I think Thomas Davis can too. And also knowing that that the defense kind of, and then also having a coach like Jack Del Rio on the defensive side of the ball is going to make tons of difference for him. I would say the the biggest upside of Thomas Davis is he'll be kind of that leadership voice that you know Riverboat Ron wants. Um, you also brought back Bostic, um, but you want you want somebody that kind of knows exactly what Ron Rivera is looking for uh, on a defensive side of the ball or, or as a team as a whole. Um, and then, yeah, JDR, I don't care if Sean Davis was injured or, or anything like that or if Fuller was banged up a little bit before he won his Super Bowl or anything like that, but I trust Jack Del Rio. I trust Riverboat Ron, and I trust the new training staff that – at right now, they're, they're playing with house money, right? So I don't have the same kind of lingering disappointment that we had going into last year or anything throughout Gruden's uh, tenure because Gruden sucked at finding defensive coordinators from the start. So right now, they're playing with house money, and, and I really do think that the Redskins have been making a lot of the right moves. Um, I mean, even that headline that they're – offering Amari Cooper all this money 
that's something that the fans, something that we want to see the franchise do, um, kind of go out there and kind of make that splash move and get your name out there. And and I think right now we're we're also looking at Delaney Walker or something like that. Like we're we're looking at players that sure they command money and that's nothing new for the Redskins or for Dan Snyder, but it's almost like the pedigree of player that we're looking at now is a little bit different than before. This isn't like an Albert Hainsworth. This isn't a Donovan McNabb. This is players that are still kind of in their prime and kind of warrant the contract that we've been rumored to be willing to offer. Right. And, and you can see that um, Riverboat Ron stated this very early on in his, in his press conference that he's bringing in culture players. He's not bringing in the players who you know have uh, have a bad track record. And his philosophy of, you know, you do it my way, and if it's right, you get the credit. If it's wrong, I get the blame. And I kind of like that. And I think some bringing in like a Thomas Davis is, is really a testament to that. Um, so I, honestly, I, I kind of like the signings. I'm happy we didn't get Amari Cooper because making him the highest paid receiver in the NFL, I think, is just a recipe for disaster. He's pretty good. I would still take Julio over him. I would still take Michael Thomas over him. There's a, there's a handful of players I'll still take over him. And then also, I don't want a hamstring contract here anymore. I think you, you make these big moves. Like you bring in, um, I don't know, I, I'd, I'd rather have like a, an outside linebacker who's going to get paid a lot more, which I know that's not really going to happen here. But give me somebody like that who's going to probably be more durable than a receiver who can, you know, break an ankle and be out for two years, like, yeah. you know, like the AJ green situation. So, well, you, you also, and I, the, the thing is this draft is deep in wide receiver. You have a Terry McLaurin who could, Terry can obviously be a top five, top 10 receiver in the league. Yeah. He can go Michael time, Thomas, route. Right? Yeah. He could, he could just surprise so, everyone. Um, but you and I were discussing it. I don't mind the, the rumors or, or the news that we're looking to make a, a splash signing with the receiver. Um, I mean, the thought of Amari Cooper uh, lined up opposite Scary Terry is it was just amazing to imagine for a second. But all of that depends on your quarterback play and, and, and the draft. And do I think Dwayne Haskins will be the guy and will he have a higher ceiling? Yes. But do I have enough confidence in Dwayne Haskins to invest $100 million in Amari Cooper? and see that being justified? No, I don't have that much confidence in Haskins or Tua or whatever happens in the draft or uh, Trevor Lawrence next year from Clemson. Like You don't know. You, you have too many questions at quarterback right now to commit $100 million to a receiver, right? So well, I'm almost well, the happy. rumor was it was over $100 million. But, but, yeah, your point is well taken. And you're right. I mean, this offense is going to probably run through the running backs. Right, maybe running back by committee with Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, and now JD McKissick. I think we can all count on CT probably being on the outs. Um, I, I think this is going to be a probably a run-heavy team, and then also we'll see what happens at tight end. Obviously, there's a major, major, major hole at tight end. Delaney Walker is a is a big name that could come here. They could also go draft um, and go, you know, third round. Maybe get a good tight end in the draft. Maybe you can actually trade Trent Williams for a second round picking. And go tight end that that way. Um, but talking about quarterback, Ron Rivera has been very adamant that the keys are not handed over to to Dwayne Haskins. While you can see Redskins social media being very adamant that 
Dwayne Haskins is putting in the work in this offseason. I think that's intentional that they're posting a lot of Dwayne Haskins stuff. But I'm not 100% sure that Ron Rivera's sold on him yet, quite yet. There was a talks earlier this uh, yesterday, I believe that there's a report that said, you know, Cam Newton may be someone to watch in Washington. Would you be okay with Washington making a move like bringing in a Cam Newton if he gets cut or maybe even trading a later round draft pick for Cam Newton and having a true quarterback competition? Uh, I welcome the, comp- the the quarterback competition, but I feel like Cam Newton is just too much of a circus factor. And I don't know if I like I, – I, I'm surprised he was on a, on a Ron Rivera team for so long because he, he almost doesn't display that type of leadership and that type of quality that Ron Rivera says that he wants. I mean – I was infamous, thinking the exact same thing, but every, infamous, every report we hear yeah. is that they're so close to get close – and Ron's well, I think I think Ron Rivera is close to the person Cam Newton, but I think the player Cam Newton, I think Ron Rivera probably got annoyed of him. I mean, the the infamous sideline shots of him head down, towel around his head, uh, being a, like a, a little bum or a little crybaby. I mean, not diving for the ball in the Super Bowl, stuff like that. Yes, in theory, I like the the quarterback competition, and if he comes in and he shows that he can still be his 2015 MVP self, sure, by all means, go for it. But again, as Redskin fans, do we think that's what we're gonna get? No, I feel like we're gonna get like a, a, a almost as bad version of Donovan McNabb signing, where you come in and you demand all this attention, and and you you think in your blood, you're going to be a, a first-string player, which you want every player to think that, but eh, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up sucking. Or, I mean, I, I wouldn't well, be surprised. Well, he's not even Especially healthy behind, right now, so I mean, yeah, that's that, a big thing. And we still have too many holes on the offensive line to have somebody like Cam Newton. I mean, it, it, it to me, it's too scary uh, of, a, of a, a move to make. So let's talk offensive line. You, you talk about holes. There's obviously a gap at left tackle right now. Trent Williams is still under contract for this year, wants to be traded. Redskins said, okay, fine. You want to be traded, go ahead, find a trade partner. And I don't think many teams have called. A um, couple things there. One is not only do you need to pay the Redskins to trade for Trent Williams, so it could be a second-round pick, very highly doubtful, a first-round pick, maybe a third-round pick. But then you got to pay Trent Williams like $20 million a year at – 30, what is he, 35 years old? Someone like who, 32? 32 years old, third, something like that. 32? Yeah, he's like our age. But it doesn't matter. I mean, players can smoke weed now, so Trent Williams will be fine. Yeah, but but he's also had injuries, right? He's he's also yeah. had banked up knees. He had his, his thumb dislocated or whatever it was. He hasn't played a full season in many years. I mean, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if any, any to, team is, teams are going to trade for him. That's I, I a don't. High value. Yeah, I think the you value. You got to trade. You got to give up picks, and you got to pay him. Right. But now, does that mean, let's say, you get down to the wire, nobody's made a move? Is he willing to come back, or are we like, no, go away? No. I mean, he's under contract, so if he doesn't want to come back, and we don't want him here, then the only way out would be to cut him, right? And I don't really see that happening. I think if no one trades for him, no one makes an offer, he's not going to sit out another you year. You don't think other teams are, are kind of banking on that happening? Kind of banking on us being like, look, clearly 
there's bad blood here. We're just going to let you go. You don't think other teams are kind of banking on that, and then all of a sudden all 31 other teams are chomping at the bits for him once he's released? Of course. Like, there, there is no benefit to the Redskins for letting him go, I guess, because if you think about it, his whole gripe was Bruce Allen and Larry Hess, the trainer, right? Both are gone. So the Redskins, in my mind, already did him well by letting those two guys go. So the Redskins did their part. Whatever happened in the past happened in the past, and I don't think they owe him anything else, right? They gave him the opportunity to find a trade partner. They fired the people that he had gripes with. Like, you know, they've extended right. their I 50% mean, of the arm, right? The other, He's got to do the other part, and if he can find a trade partner, then great. But at this point, I mean, unless the Redskins – are going to lower their asking price to like a fifth round, maybe a fourth round. I don't really see it happening. Of course, there's no benefit in us cutting him, but you also have to remember if the team truly does run through Ron Rivera, he has said time and time again, like, if you don't want to be here, if you're not going to be one of my guys, then here's the door. So, I mean, it's kind of all up in the air, Um, but but it's also a business decision, right? Yeah. I mean, it is, but I don't, if you are going to let him go, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see the, it happening. The important thing to, to realize is the draft is stocked with tackles, right? So you could draft uh, using your third-round pick, essentially a Trent Williams replacement. Um, and on the other side, I, you have more things to worry about. Like, you can't keep – your your focus on Trent Williams. Like at some point in time, the the team as a whole has to be like, look, we've done all we can do. Let's just nip this in the bud and move on. And and it wouldn't surprise me if that happened, bad business or not. It would not surprise me. Well, is um Donald Pennant an option here? I mean, <laughs> he he kind of did all right last year. Apparently not as well as Eric Flowers. I mean, that's surprising. Did we uh, we we made moves on Brandon Sheriff, right? We gave him the non exclusive. We came out and corrected ourselves, said it was non exclusive. Correct, yeah. So I think we tried to uh, sign him long term. Didn't happen. I don't know if you know what if there was like contract talks that were stalled or or what. But he's got the non exclusive tag, and and God, we all hope this doesn't become another Kirk Cousins situation. I'm I'm comfortable kind of letting him have a, a prove it year. Um, I think he will absolutely prove it. And I think well, we will... last year was the prove it year and he got injured. Yeah, but he's not injury ridden. I mean, yeah, you have a couple injuries here and there, but he's not, he's not like an Arakpo or, or Trent Williams or somebody where it's like, this is my year. And then pff, torn pack and he's out every single year. That's not Brandon Sheriff. I mean, he's, and also, it's not that easy to find uh, a Pro Bowl guard. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I like that he's on a proven deal. And that's kind of like one one checklist item crossed off or one, yeah, something, whatever phrase I'm looking for. And it's just move on to the next thing because there's still a lot of holes, right? There's still a lot of holes. I mean, we said tight end. You also have to realize, um, uh, what am I thinking? The other cornerback, because I'm kind of done with your boy. I'm kind of done with your boy, Dunny. Well, Dunny wants out, too, so. Yeah, I, I'm I think, done with him. I think he'll be gone. Bring um, back Breland Island. So, 
going back to, to tough tackles real quick, let's kind of look look through the list of some of the available free agents. You let me know if you would consider Greg Robinson. I'm, I'm going to just pull some of the top names out. Greg, Rob, Greg Robinson, left tackle from Cleveland, 27 years old, serviceable. Jason Peters, 38 years old from Philly, way past his prime. Uh, James ah. Hurst, the guy from Baltimore, wouldn't be too far of a reload. I would almost take a Jason Peters on like a one-year rental, uh, definitely over Donald Penn. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. That's pretty much the list of names. There's a bunch of guys who kind of rode the back of the rosters on other teams. Kelvin yeah, Beecham. You also have to realize, Jets. but it, the, this draft is packed with linemen, packed with tackles. That's what everybody's saying. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, what we need to discuss is what do you think is going to happen with the draft? That's that's the biggest question. I thought they already made the announcement that uh, it wasn't going to happen in person and it was going to be doing, be done via conference calls. They said that? Yeah. But, but it was still be televised no way. somehow. So I was gonna, they are going to televise? Is there going to be a way for us to follow it? Like... It'll be televised, but I don't I have no it's idea look how, like they're televise, they're, how they're going to televise a, a conference call. I mean, the thing is, the, the draft the Skype line or something. The draft wasn't always televised. What did we do 15 years ago? It wasn't televised back then. Does anyone remember? I can't even remember last year. I, Probably read it in the Washington Times the next morning. <laughs> Not the Post, the Washington Times. <laughs> Not the Post. Yeah. So. I mean, there's there's still some some serviceable. I mean, Donald Penn is a serviceable option. Um, yeah. he, he wasn't injured. I mean, he did his part. He did his part. I'm okay with with getting whatever you can get for Trent Williams. I just don't know you're gonna go very far with that. What are the other holes on this team? We talked about corner. We talked about Dunny wanting to leave. Talked about Fuller. Breland apparently is wants to come back. And that's really surprising because he was probably one of the most hated guys his last year here, especially look at his Twitter feed from 2018. Yeah, but he's still boys with with Dunny and he's boys with Fuller and and I, I think I think they're all probably a little happy that Jano's gone. <laughs> like <laughs> I think they're definitely happy that Jano's gone. There was definitely beef between them. Where did he and go again? He went to Arizona. Buffalo. 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 That's right. <laughs> I bet you he'll be. I bet you'll be fine there. He's yeah, that's a great Herman, place to get your acting DC. career up off the ground, right? Well, I mean, would you go to Buffalo or would you be unemployed? I think those were his options. Ooh, honestly, no offense to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he should have started that acting career a little bit early. Yeah. Now, so I do want to touch on tight ends one more time, um, because. That's easily our biggest hole. And there are some big names out there. Obviously, we're not going to get Austin Hooper. But Delaney Walker, Eric Ebron, Tyler Eifert. Those would be the top three, like, kind of big names. Eifert, obviously, high risk, but potentially high reward. Uh, Ebron, he's probably going to be a little expensive for us. Um, Plus, I would imagine they want to keep him now for Phillip Rivers. But... I wouldn't mind any of those guys, personally. Austin Hooper got a four-year, $42 million contract, so only $10.5 $10 a year. It's actually 
not that bad. Weren't we paying Jordan Reed like nine or eight? Yeah, but the other thing is Austin Hooper, just like Jordan Reed, not that big of a blocker. One good year, but not that big of a blocker. I think I think Riverboat Ron wants a blocker. Wow, Jimmy Graham got two years, sixteen million, so that's a yeah, that's a hefty Jimmy, price Jimmy for Graham's Jimmy Graham. Doo-doo. He hasn't done anything since he slam dunked over the goalposts with Seattle. He's garbage. Greg Olson, one year, seven million. We were in the running for him. Decided to go out west. Hey, Jordan Reed's available. <laughs> Is he out of CP? Mercedes <laughs> Lewis, one year, two point two five million. Demetrius Harris, one year, $1.6 million. So the names left are Delaney Walker, Eric Ron, Vernon Davis is listed, but he retired. He retired. Tyler Eifert. I wouldn't Swain. be opposed to a Tyler Eifert or like an A.J. Green um, bring in a broken player, see how they do in a one-year deal type thing. Charles Clay. He was a fantasy monster two years ago. He, he played in Arizona last year. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, nobody paid attention to Arizona except the college fans Sills that watched Jones. The- Not a whole lot of names. J.P. Holtz is available. And then there's, um, you know, obviously the, the guy from uh, Cleveland who's been on the outs for the past year and a half, uh, David Njoku. Right. He has, He'd probably he, be he the best like option. The- he had, like, the busted wrist or something, right? Like, his injury's not too concerning. Well, he came back, uh, I think, uh, the last week or two of the season. Like, any of these guys are better than uh, Henty Gies and Sprinkle, all right? So, well, I mean, bring in yeah. anybody. Probably Eric Ebron's on top of that list. Tyler Eifert, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker's 36 years old, though. Logan Thomas. Who's Logan Thomas? Detroit? Don't bring me anybody from Detroit. I don't want any Detroit player. I don't believe in anybody coming from Detroit and being a good player except, uh, what's his face? Their cornerback, Slay. That's the only guy from Detroit I would want. And we Barry can't get. Sanders? <laughs> or Barry Sanders. I think that's the last good player that they had. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, so really giving up that second, the second round pick this year for the Montez Sweat. It kind of hurt us, but Montez Sweat, but Montez Sweat, towards the end of the year, he was coming coming on hot, and I think a giving him a JDR that he came on hot when Ryan Kerrigan was out. I'm starting to kind of see that this Kerrigan, Sweat, and um, Chase Young thing may not work out too well. I think it will because we finally have coaches that can coach a defense. I mean, I think the issue is going to be who gets the majority of the snaps. So is, is Kerrigan going to be the third? Kerrigan uh, looks linebacker? like that type of personality that would take the back seat, let the young guns kind of have their moment, and be more of the sideline coach, special downs type positional. Yeah, I don't see him being a complainer. And it, yeah. I think he also was open to re- restructuring his deal to stay. Yeah, I don't think he... I. I I he's think he's the epitome of a Ron Rivera guy. Yeah, like exactly. Everything that Ron Rivera talks about, culture, and this guy is that one he wants to bring in, first person that comes to mind is, is uh, Kerrigan. For sure. Absolutely. What do you think about uh, Foles going to the Bears? I mean, I guess he's playing with Matt Nagy. And he played with, he, uh, That's with where he Matt got his success Nagy. in Philly. Right. 
Um, but he's never been successful outside of Philly. Doesn't matter who, really who his coach is. I mean, he had. Oh my gosh, he was in he was in L.A. with the Rams or where they in St. Louis at the time. He was. I can you imagine as a franchise? And he's never been good except in Philly. Can you it's imagine crazy. as a franchise how the Bears feel taking Bitch Trubisky second overall or third overall or whatever and skipping on Mahomes and Wasn't skipping on Watson? He no, was first. Was, no, he was second, I think. No, he was first. No, there's no – he gotta, wasn't first overall. Back check you there. He wasn't first overall. But could you imagine like as a franchise how it feels you missed – on two stud quarterbacks in that draft class, you got Mitch Trubisky, who for half a season looked decent, and then for the next year was complete trash. And then you go out and you bring in Nick Foles to be your competition. No offense to Nick Foles, love Nick Foles. He did great for Philly, and that pisses Why me would off. You love but, him for that? I mean, he's he's just a stand-up guy, right? And he's just one of those players that you can't necessarily hate because he. I mean, he's been he's been done dirty by this league a lot, like the Chip Kelly years and everything. But you're right. As that a was franchise, Garrett was first. You're right. Right. Mitch Trubisky was second. But as a Stand franchise, corrected. how pissed off would you be? Like that is significantly worse than what we could possibly do, like with well, Dwayne Haskins. Well, I mean, to be honest, if you're gonna get a quarterback, the last place you go is UNC, right? When was UNC ever a good football team? This is true. This is true. Uh, I but I mean, watch college football, and I know that you don't go, you don't, you don't go to UNC to get a quarterback. You don't go to Duke either, but look at New York, and look how successful they are with them. <laughs> who mean, do you think has, has the better? Who do you think has the better year, Haskins or uh, New York guy? What's his name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones even gonna start? <laughs> I mean, he got benched for Eli Manning. Got benched for mouth breather. <laughs> they don't have anybody else. I'm sure they'll pick up somebody. They had they had the guy from uh, Richmond. Oh yeah, much better. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, there was uh, Patrick Mahomes was drafted after him. Deshaun Watson. I'm telling you, the Bears as a franchise must be so pissed off at what they've been doing with their quarterback moves. I mean, even back from like the Jay Cutler years, they just can't hit on quarterbacks. I mean, they had Sexy Rexy. They couldn't do anything. They had uh, – who else did they have? Uh, Jay Cutler. Right. That's it. I mean, yeah, this is a trash trash franchise. I think we've had better quarterback success over the last 10 years than the Bears, and that's saying something. They had Chase Daniel come in for a while. <laughs> yeah, not, not, too, not too good. No. But if you're also, if you're Mitch Trubisky, aren't you kind of like, all right, F you guys? Like, I mean, he, he at least led a, what, 10 or 11 win team two seasons ago? No, no, no. He was on he was a team on, with a fantastic defense. Okay, Sorry, He was on a 10 or 11 win team. He didn't lead nothing. <laughs> he, that's like saying Eli Manning won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Eli Manning rode the coattails of a phenomenal defense two years, destroying the Patriots. Eli Manning did nothing. That's true. Oh, it, it's going to be a fun year to watch, though. I'm kind of uh, kind of excited. I hope we get to watch, like, training camp or get articles from training camp or something. I hope this crap doesn't carry on for so long. I miss my caps. I want to see the Nats be presented with 
like championship banner on opening day. I want to see these things, and I can't because the stupid virus. So what the hell is the NHL and the NBA going to do? Are they just going to cancel the season? Oh, there's no way you can cancel the season. There's no way. I mean, at this point, they're talking 30 days, right? That was the original. And then this morning, there's a report that, you know, this is going to last 18 months. Jeez. 18 months. I mean, we're talking, what, 2022 at that point? Like, jeez. From a DC sports standpoint, the break, perfect timing for the Caps. They kind of needed to uh, take the time off and kind of gather themselves. But they can't even work out. I mean, everyone's going to come back out of shape. Yeah, I mean, it's right? hockey, like you're hockey working players. Out at home. Yeah, it's hockey players. They're they're probably still getting together and skating. The viruses no. can't thrive in the cold. I just made that up, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure viruses <laughs> do thrive in the cold. But we were we were joking about the Wizards. <laughs> Imagine if this break is long enough that John Wall can come back for your playoff push. At this point, I mean, 18 months, John Wall's Achilles <laughs> is going to be great. I mean, KD just got hit with the virus, right? So all four four net players did, which is insane. I mean, the annoying thing is how good, like, not how good the NBA season has been going this year. Um, it's been a weird season, but the teams making the moves. Like, I wanted to see like the Battle of LA in the playoffs for like the first time ever. I wanted to see kind of these new headlines, minus the Warriors, minus KD, minus like the trash that we've had to see for the last four or five seasons. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. The Lakers are being tested today, which is kind of insane that basketball players just get tested and the rest of the public. No <laughs> testing for you. We'll leave the politics side of everything for Joe and Steve 2.0. Virus I mean, with, show. Without sports is unfortunately the only thing I can watch is politics. No. I mean, politics is essentially sport, its own version of sports. If you look at politics as sports, it's much more entertaining than looking at it as actual politics. Did you see the debate with uh, Biden Two and Sanders? Two old men yelling at each other? Yes. Standing six feet, six <laughs> feet away from each other. <laughs> Did you see what the those, memes like, that were created after that? Yeah, after there was one about like the, the, like the two angry Muppet men. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it was it was hard to watch. Well, I think that's I think that's a good show. I think we uh, spoke enough for all our listeners out there. I think they're they enjoyed this show. Well, it was uh it was good to have some social distancing from you, FP. Yeah. I look forward to our next episode in, in a year and a half. What's funny, what's funny is all the radio shows around town are, are basically doing what we're, we've been doing this whole time, is doing Skype radio. Yeah, I was watching the junks maybe, maybe in the we morning. Were, we were on to something. Yeah, they're all at home. Each guy's like in either their own studio or on, on the phone. They're all copying DTC. Are, are they uh, streaming that on NBC Sports Washington still? Uh, it's on CSN Mid-Atlantic, like on actual TV in the morning. That's yeah. how I have it on. Yeah. CSN Minute Atlantic has been changed to NBC Sports Washington like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. But whatever you, whatever you call it. You can call it the, the Comcast channel. No, because the website is still CSN, isn't it? No, it's yes, been it changed. It no. may redirect, but it's Those still definitely called NBC Sports Washington. No, no. If NBC I go to CSN Minute Atlantic.com, 
It takes me to NBC Sports. <laughs> well, All right, you're right, you're right. It's just a redirect, man. Just a redirect. I just so somebody give me some sports. Let me see Juan Soto stick out his tongue, do his dance, and hit a homer. Let me see something, man. I mean, I, at this point, I think if they can do sports without fans in the arena, I'm down with it. Like, Redskins have been way, doing that for 20 years. Way better than than having nothing on TV. Just everyone's gonna be watching Redskins games. It's exactly the same thing. All right, just just give everyone temperature checks before they enter the arena. Or oh, play, yeah, out, play, awesome. play outdoor basketball, outdoor hockey. Put put Get roller a, blades on and and uh, do outdoor hockey. Temperature sensing ticket stubs. Do we still use ticket stubs? Everyone uses their phone now. <laughs> yeah, everyone uses their phone. All right. Well, good show. I miss sports. We all miss sports. And with that said, thank you for listening. Catch all our 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 content online. Um, Twitter. <laughs> Really, that's, all, that's the only content we have. Twitter. For FP, for LP, it's been fun. Thanks for listening. Catch us on our next evening where we get bored and we decide to podcast again. Thanks for listening. We are out.